0: Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's Tony here. You're a leadership career bestie. How are you doing? I hope that your August, because we're now a whole weekend, right? Although I'm recording this back in July, but I hope your August is going splendidly. September's just around the corner though. And I know sometimes August is like that, chill month, and then we're gearing up in September. So I want to give you some pointers today on how to make sure the end of 2021 is really kick ass for you. Because many people come to work with me because they have stalled or stagnated, or they come to work with me because they're transitioning their careers. I've talked about transition coaching before on the podcast and they're worried about the wrong things. Again, stalling and stagnating, or worse, going backwards. I think I've told you the story before of a client of mine. Before she came to work with me, she had taken a VP role. Um, it had gone badly, and she'd gone back to director for a number of years before landing another one to come to work with me to make sure that she really landed on her feet. And that's exhausting and painful. So I want to talk to you today about what can you do to ensure you're keeping forward momentum and just to have this percolating in your head throughout August while you're enjoying the summer sunshine, or you know, indeed, the end of winter if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. I know we have people in Australia and Africa listening to us. Hey, if you're listening somewhere else in the world, tell me. <laughs> love to hear from you. But I would love for you to really just allow this to percolate a little bit. The stuff I'm going to talk to you with today and see, see but it's been then hit September. We're rolling into the final four months of the year. Like, what do you need to be doing differently to really land 2021, at the end of 2021, land with that sparkle, that shine, that pizzazz? And if that's not you, right, I would ask you this do you believe that you can have a career and feel that way about it? And if you don't, why are you doing what you're doing my love? I truly, truly believe that we can all thrive in our careers. I was, I was actually talking to somebody just a couple of days ago, at the point of recording this podcast anyway, and she's, she wanted to ask me her thoughts on starting a coaching business. I'm happy to do that. I love, love talking about my business. <laughs> And um and I said to her, Well, you know what, what gets me out of bed every day is helping women love Monday mornings again. Like I truly believe that's possible for us. And I it breaks my heart that it's not possible for more women. And she was like, I don't believe that anybody in the tech industry loves Monday mornings. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I would beg to differ. First of all, I truly did. There was one particular job, in fact, the job that I got, my first C-suite job, honestly especially those first six months. Oh my goodness me. It was incredible. Like I was so excited for Mondays, So excited. And what I would say now, coaching dozens and dozens of women, since I set up my business and doing this full time is it's available to all of us. Some of the clients that come to work with me have never experienced that. Many of them continue working with me because they are experiencing it. Uh, many of them continue to work with me for a period of time, a significant period of time to help them figure out what it is, is going to help them get there. And by the way, it's not always staying in the tech industry. Sometimes our calling is to do something else. Sometimes our calling is to completely shift our focus and that's cool too. But I do believe that there's a job out there for every single one of us. Actually, there's multiple jobs. So that's something else I've learned <laughs> where we are excited for Monday mornings again, where we want to get out of bed. I'm at that point, I have been at that point when I was in corporate, I am totally at that point right now. It's why I do what I do. I just am so passionate about getting more women into senior positions in the tech industry for the bestment of not just those women, but the entire human race. Oh my gosh, I feel like I need to give my manifesto on this podcast again (laughs) for why I do what I do. And I really want you to, to embrace that and enjoy it and to do that. There are three key things I see people needing to do. Right. If you figured out the job, you're in a happy place, or you're looking for that happy place, like whatever it is. There are three things you still need every single time. You need momentum. And I'm going to explain each of those. Don't worry. (laughs) You need to move forwards faster. Oh my gosh, you're going to be like, how, what, why? Let me, I will get to it. I'm going to explain. So stick with me. And you need to choose to shift your perspective. It doesn't matter what job you're in and what industry you're in, whether you're in your own business, whether you are working for someone else. Those three things, having coached dozens and dozens of women now, are fundamentally necessary to our happiness and success. You're listening to the Leading Woman in Tech podcast, where we talk about real leadership and what this means for the world of tech, the techniques, tips, and strategies you can use to become a standout leader. partly happiness comes from success, from feeling like we're achieving hard things. I think if we focus just on being happy, which I know a lot of people do, and I, I'm here for being happy, totally here for being happy. But when we focus just on being happy, if I only did what made me happy right now, I would probably be drinking <laughs> pina coladas on a beach in Hawaii because holy heck, that was so good when I did that. <laughs> Husband and I have big plans to go back to Hawaii post-COVID. Like, we, we don't want to travel until the world is um, a little bit safer and it's better for everybody. But uh, <laughs> it's just so good, right? But I know I would only be happy there for a couple of weeks, maybe maybe a couple of months. Don't get me wrong, right? And then I'd have this itch because I do have this itch. I, the number of times on a Saturday, I'm like, oh my God, I've got this idea. I have to get it out of my head. <laughs> and to get the reward for that requires hard work. So it isn't just about happiness. It is about these three things. So let me let me dig into each of these for you for today's episode. The first one, keep momentum. Have you ever noticed that once you start something, it's much easier to keep moving forwards. But when we stop, it's really hard to get moving again. Sound familiar, right? <laughs> whether it's your job hunting right now and you hit a patch where for whatever reason you stop speaking to recruiters, you stop responding to recruiter queries, or you stop working on your resume for a couple of days or even a couple of weeks, or you're going for promotion and you stop bringing up in your meetings with your boss. Maybe you don't bring up in the meetings with your boss, but I hope you do. You know, what's needed for your next promotion and what progress have you made. For me, you know, one of the things is mowing the lawn. <laughs> uh, stop for a week and suddenly it's got hellish out of control (laughs) it's a whole lot harder to start again I actually have a robot lawnmower because of this but it doesn't mow the verge of the road damn it (laughs) but you kind of get my point the grass is a really great analogy here because it gets long it gets tall it gets daunting to me I'm like I'm looking at it going that's going to be really hard work I don't want to go out there and do that the key is to not stop get going and then keep going. Keep momentum. So, hopefully, you get why, but how? How do we do this? Obviously, I'm dodging the hardest issue here, which is to start. That's a whole podcast episode in Sydney, right? And it really depends on the individual thing how we start. Obviously, do hard things is a great thing. You have to have your why, you have to do all of that sort of stuff. Make sure you're aligned with it. As I said, a whole other topic, right? I want to talk today about that like, keeping momentum because I talk a lot about getting started on different things, but keeping momentum. I don't think I talked about enough before. (laughs) So here are some key things to help you keep going. Firstly, realize what you are moving towards. You probably did this to get started. I encourage my clients to have a maximum of three main goals at any one time. Those goals come in one of, you know, there are three categories, one goal per category. A personal goal, right? That can be anything from losing weight to learning a new language to, I don't care, right? A personal goal. A personal professional development goal. That is a personal goal, but for your professional life, they're different, right? You don't have to have personal and the professional development, but there are two different categories. So this might be learning something new professionally. So I do a lot of learning as a coach because I learn a profile of half of my clients Back when I was in the C-suite, professional development would be like, okay, I need more experience in public speaking. Actually, I didn't need that once I got to C-suite. I needed that to get to the C-suite, but you kind of get my point. I need more experience in this. You might need to learn to think on your feet more. Uh, you might need to learn how to negotiate better, all those sorts of things, right? Whatever it is, professional development goals but personal to you, not to the business, okay? That's category number two. The third goal is a work goal, right? Uh, the third category of goal, I should say. This is a goal maybe for you and your team. Um, just It's it's the thing that you're primarily working on right now. Like it's the thing that has to happen. Now, ideally, all three of these line in some way. I'm a big believer that if you can align all of your goals and they all work towards one thing, that is just, it makes the whole thing so much easier. So if you can make your team goal align with your professional development goal, that's amazing. So it may be just thinking off the top of my head here, maybe there's a new project that you're developing. That's the main goal for your team. But you know that part of the launch of this product is going to be a lot of awareness raising and you are not a public, a comfortable public speaker. So maybe your professional development goal is public speaking experience, Right something like that, you're moving in the same direction with all of these things. It can be really, really helpful. Just incredibly helpful. Maybe you need to learn a new language so you can speak to a new business unit. right? I don't know. (laughs) If you can make them aligned, it it really, really helps with keeping momentum. You don't have to, which is why I limit you to three. You don't have to have all three. You could just have one, but limit it to three. And the more you can align them, the easier this is. The second point though, is remind yourself of that every single day and remind yourself of the why every single day. I always have a written on the wall behind my computer screen. So it's where I look every single day, but it's out of camera range. I always have my current top three goals. Sometimes it's only one right now. It's only one, but whatever it is, that is my current focus until I've done it. Right. And that's the key thing here. I do not get rid of it until I've done it. I don't allow myself not to complete things not quite true but generally speaking if I'm not going to complete things I know very quickly that I'm not going to complete it sitting up there for like a day or two most of the time it doesn't even get up there (laughs) but you kind of get my point have it somewhere front and center I also journal I don't journal every day my coach would love it if I did I try to I don't uh at the time of recording this I'm about to go on holiday for two weeks in sunny Scotland it's nothing very exotic although Scotland is very sunny right now, I will grant you that, which is unusual. (laughs) I just know I'm not going to journal very much because I'll be with family. And honestly, it's just not going to be a high priority. But when I do journal, I write it down. I write down my goals, even on holiday. Yes, really. Um, Sometimes I will say them out loud. In fact, I've kind of taken to speaking them out loud when I'm showering in the morning. My husband thinks that's very peculiar, but hey, I make the money around here and you he to deal with me being peculiar. <laughs> uh, and just the more you can repeat these things, and especially you would do this with your team. I've spoken before on the podcast about the importance of making sure your team hears the team's ruthless priorities every single day. I want you to do this for yourself as well. Try and make sure it's top of mind because the day it's not top of mind is the day you don't focus on it. Do that for three days in a row. Momentum's gone, right? which brings me to the third step here. The final step in keeping momentum. Make sure you know the next baby step you need to take. Okay, let me explain this one. (laughs) A lot of the time, I think we still, we don't make progress. We don't keep momentum because the next thing on our to-do list for this goal is huge. Write a chapter of a book for the book goal. Send your resume out to 20 companies for the new job goal rather than, you know, potentially that could be update your resume. And even before that, it could be uh, have review the top section of your resume, right? Suddenly on a Sunday afternoon, that's a whole lot easier to tackle when you've finally got 10 minutes away from the family I think, oh my gosh, like I need to, I was going to fire off 20 job applications. Oh my gosh, I can't get to that. And suddenly if you instead are faced with review the opening paragraph on my resume and adding quantifiable wins, it's a lot less daunting. It could even be identify three quantifiable wins that I've had. That should be a step on your road to getting a new job. I see so many people struggling and stalling because their to-do list contains these enormous tasks that are daunting and exhausting. Keeping momentum is as much about breaking down what you want to achieve into tiny bite-sized chunks as it is about taking action. You would do this in your project planning with your team, so do it for yourself as well. Okay, so that's how I want you to keep momentum. Part number two, if you are ready to move forwards with purpose, with ease, with confidence and end 2021 on a high, move forwards faster. Let me explain this one too. (laughs) A lot of the time I work with people who have found themselves stalled, dispirited because they aren't moving forward fast enough to keep themselves satisfied. Okay? Okay pace and speed aren't always good things as we all know but sometimes we need it to help with the momentum if you are regular in your actions you have constant momentum but those actions are so far apart sometimes that it actually feels like we're stopping and starting or a snail's pace it's demotivating human nature is that we want to do things fast now there's an impatience piece and we do have to work with impatience i'm a very impatient person probably the number one thing my coach works with me on and why I really need her in my life is my impatience. I'm like, why have I not achieved this thing yet that I set out to do only last week? <laughs> you know, that's the kind of person I am. And so we do have to be cognizant of that. And I'm not saying give in to that. There's That's not healthy. It's not helpful. It can really actually be debilitating. It's why I need to work on it with my coach all the time because it is one of the things I struggle with the most and it's really demoralizing. But equally, pace and speed really help you with your momentum pacing. Momentum isn't enough. We need to feel that we're making progress. And that's the piece I miss when I get all impatient about success. I miss the progress piece. I'm focused on the end result. We have to see progress day to day, week to week on the thing that we're seeing. We have to see that momentum playing out. And this is a great leadership trait as well. Your team needs to see forward progress, but they also need to avoid burnout doing it. If they are to stay engaged and motivated, they have to see that they're achieving something. I've seen far too many teams and organizations really like have lots of attrition and lots of burnout simply because people weren't focused on doing the thing that really matters, which meant that the thing that really matters wasn't getting any traction. And it's just... So demoralizing. So I want you to learn how to move forwards faster on the thing that really matters. Think about how you would do this with your team. A lot of team negativity comes from when the team doesn't focus on what's needed and therefore doesn't move forwards, like I just said. If you're struggling with a team in this way, what would you do? Well, you'd look at what really needs to be done and remove the superfluous or fake work, as I like to call it, from their workloads, because that stuff isn't aligned with the goals. You'd be reminding them every day of the shared vision and what's required to take that forward direction and you'd be holding them accountable, right? And that is exactly what I want you to do with yourself. Remove the work that isn't contributing to the goals you have in place. Remind yourself of the big picture, the vision, the purpose behind the hard work you're putting in. Because doing hard things is hard. (laughs) They lead to greatness, but it's hard. Accept that, acknowledge it. Put in place what's needed to motivate you to do that. And then crucially, get held accountable. Now, accountability comes with a little bit of a a sanity note here. A lot of the work I do with clients is around teaching self-accountability. It's actually one of the reasons I don't like a lot of coaching methodologies that are out there. I don't align with some of the more common coaching methodologies, shall we say, (laughs) Because I believe that all of us are able to hold ourselves accountable. I certainly know about that with myself. Since I've taught myself self-accountability, I have a much more productive relationship with my coach. She's not there to hold me accountable. Sure, she sometimes says to me, "Tony, what, you said you were going to do this, and you're not." I'm like, "Oh, I lost focus." It's not about accountability at that point, and I think this is something I—you I can tell—I feel quite strongly about. But having said that. Self-accountability takes time to learn. I know that most coaches don't work with you on this. It's taken me years, but thankfully, I now have a small but mighty business that is a direct result of my self-accountability and therefore really, it gives me that momentum piece, right, to make sure I keep doing it. But I know that most of us don't have this. Most people never figure this big piece out. So what I want you to do, if you don't have self-accountability already developed, if you're one of my clients you already have it, my love. And if you don't, come talk to me. (laughs) But if you don't already have that built in, there are easy ways for you to get a solution to figure out how to be held accountable. So here's what you need to do. Simply get a friend, partner, a mentor, a coach, I don't care who, somebody you trust, who's going to say to you, what are you doing next? Going all the way back to that momentum piece, what is that next tiny step? And when did I check in with you on the progress on that? That's the crucial one. It's not sufficient to say, what are you doing next? They have to say, when can I check in with you on whether you've done that? You're then setting the time frame. You're saying, I'm going to have time in the next week, in the next two weeks, in the next month, tomorrow, right? It has to come from you. That's one of the mistakes I see with accountability is when it doesn't come from the individual. But you can still use somebody external to hold you to that. And then hopefully they will also check in. Okay, item number three here on this journey to being really thriving this year is choosing perspective. This isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. That's the shift I want you to learn how to make. So here's the thing, a lot of what happens we feel is negative negative for many of us anyway, there are going to be exceptions. There are some of you going to listen to this and be like, no, no, it doesn't apply to me. If that's you, I love you, fabulous, go off, rule the world. (laughs) But for many of us, myself included, we currently do or we have in the past felt like everything is happening to us. The world is against us at times. And it just, that perspective, the choice of perspective we have is really dictating how we respond. Now, we often, most of the time, if ever, we don't get the opportunity to change what people do to us or for us, right? You get to occasionally. The art of influence I was talking about in episode 58 is one way that you can have direct change on what happens around you. But most of the time, Some things happen to you and you get to then work with what's happened. You get to interpret what's happened to you. And we do. We all interpret everything that happens to us from a bad conversation with a colleague to somebody buying us flowers, right? We interpret it. And I would say a large part of my coaching is pointing out to clients the myriad number of ways that any situation can be interpreted. Now, I do this primarily on the things that they're negative about. I don't, I don't think I've ever told somebody, well, you know, why did they buy you flowers? Maybe they don't love you. <laughs> but you know, there are a myriad ways for every single thing. It's kind of my point here. Here's the thing. You never know the full intention of another human being because only their brain knows that. Sometimes not even they know that, right? And more important than that, if you spend crucial emotional energy and effort being upset, being angry about one interpretation because it is just one interpretation, it's just that an interpretation, it doesn't move anything forward. Now, this is totally easier said than done. This is one that took me forever to work through myself. And even now I catch myself being really, really annoyed at things. Oh, and I have to give myself a little bit of talking to. right? Who doesn't do that? And just a few weeks ago, as an example, though, I was talking to a client. She came to me with a situation where her boss was shutting down a line of spending for her team while her boss was also increasing spending in another team and there wasn't any clarity there weren't any explanations it truly sucks for my clients and yes it could have been handled a whole lot better by her boss there's no ifs and buts about that but my client was convinced that this was a reflection of her boss's lack of trust in her own abilities yes really and it hurts don't get me wrong, like it totally it her. I could see it in her face. I felt it. I was empathetic towards it. I wanted to agree with her. That's not my job as a coach. <laughs> the lack of explanation in particular was providing a combination of anger, frustration, the low confidence was piling up. And it was really, it was threatening to properly overwhelm her. It was certainly stopping her doing her work well. No ifs and buts about that one. And Immediately, though, when she told me this scenario, I was sympathetic. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that doesn't sound great, blah, blah, blah. But I could also see 10 ways that I enumerated off the top of my head, too, without really even thinking, 10 ways for why her boss may be doing this and not informing her, all to do with the politics of the situation. Not wanting to play favorites, realigning priorities for the broader organization, all of these things. When I said to her, she was like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I can see that one. Yeah, I can see... 10 things immediately without even having to try, right? Until my client and I had this conversation though, all she could experience was the pain and the anger and the low confidence and the damage to her self-esteem. So before you find yourself thinking, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't think like that. I would have that rational brain that looks for all those other things. Let me tell you something I've learned from all these years of coaching now we all do it. (laughs) I'm yet to meet a human being that doesn't do this. We all jump to conclusions and then we think it's the only valid conclusion. It's the way the human brain works, right? It's human nature. So what I want you to learn how to do is to develop that reframing muscle, that perspective muscle, taking that emotional reaction and saying, okay, that's not great, Now, I want to step back from that and see what other interpretations there are. So here's my little recipe for you to get some perspective and strengthen this perspective taking muscle, this reframing muscle. Because perspective is about looking at the situation from an outside view. It's taking that 30,000 foot or mile high view. In fact, one of the things I love to think about is, is the difference between standing in the middle of the street and standing at the top of the mountain looking down on the entire town. When you see the entire town, you can see all the different things going on that mean what's going on in that street is happening. But in that street, it just feels like it's all about you in this tiny little space, right? I want you to learn how to flex that up the mountain muscle. I want you to learn how to take yourself up the mountain when you feel so engaged in the thing that's happening on the street. So here are some steps for you to take. It's a little recipe I want you to bring in to help you strengthen this reframing of perspective taking muscle. Firstly, pause simply acknowledge how you're feeling pause and take deep breaths i actually love in this situation to do a 30 second breathing meditation where you literally focus on your breath in and your breath out and you pull yourself back to this each time your thoughts wander. so i'm breathing in my brain's going over there i'm breathing out you just keep pulling yourself back to that breathe in breathe out and i do that for 30 seconds when I first started doing this, I had a recording: <laughs> breathe in, <laughs> breathe out. You just keep doing that. It just gives you that pause. It gives you that time to just calm, calm enough to do the next step. So step number two: notice your surroundings. Again, this is about grounding yourself. Even if you've, got, even if your surroundings got nothing to do with the situation that you need to reframe, right? Reading something on your phone or hearing something in a video conference just centers you on that thing, that digital device, that person in the office, whatever it is. Here's what I want you to do. I just want you to pause, step away from the situation if you can, and just look at what else is going on. Even if you're in a meeting, in a physical meeting room, look at the walls, look out the window, feel the carpet under your feet. Again, it's about grounding yourself alongside those breathing techniques, right? You might, (laughs) if you're in a meeting, you might not be able to go... <sighs> okay but at this point the goal here is to get yourself a lot calmer that's the point of step one and step two here because we need some level of calm in order to allow ourselves to consider the alternatives which is step three zoom out it's time to step up the mountain and away from the street now you may well need to extricate yourself from a situation get out of the meeting room finish the zoom call whatever it is but I want you to step up the mountain. This is the hardest step of all. And especially if you're hurting, it's really, really hard, which typically we are because that's when these negative emotions are coming in. And it's is situations we need to reframe. Try and look for broader context, deliberately look for broader context, even though your brain's like, no, 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 this is the way it is. This is how it is. Ask yourself, what are the situations? People, Groups are going on that could be creating or informing the situation that just unfolded. Much like my client, you want to actively think about people and things other than you and your work, your direct work. This really helps you understand and gain that perspective and also makes you a better leader because one, you're calming yourself down, but two, you're going to think through these things more often, which means that when you're in that situation, and you will be in this situation if you haven't been already, of having to make a really tough decision and having to communicate it, you're going to be better at preempting that communication and stopping other people feeling the way you're currently feeling, right? But in order to do that, you have to be able to do this kind of exercise yourself, And then we come to step four. If in doubt, if you're if you're struggling to zoom out for yourself, ask a trusted friend, mentor, or coach, just like my client did. I advise not asking a colleague here because all too often these situations, especially as managers, are very delicate, right? If you go and ask a colleague who often can be quite well informed, don't get me wrong, they're gonna have a reaction too. If you had a reaction, they're gonna have a reaction, right? And typically, if they're impacting you in this way, your closest allies at work aren't going to be happy either. They're just going to reinforce how you're feeling. And worse than that, sometimes gossip starts going on, which is unhelpful. So instead, I really, truly encourage you to reach out to somebody external to your organization. Now, that's why Coach is a great resource here because it's what they're trained to do. They're trained to give you the perspective taking here. But also, they come with built-in confidentiality. If you don't have a coach, friends and mentors are good alternatives, but just be cognizant of how much you can share. You can, I mean, like this story I've told you with my client, I haven't given you enough detail to even figure out who my client is, what I'm talking about. You can kind of give enough detail so they can get the idea without really putting anything in danger, but just be cognizant of that. That's really super important, as I'm sure you know, and why it's tempting to go to our friends first. And then we come to step number five, deliberately focus on the perspectives that are completely opposite from the one you were initially drawn to. You've identified those different perspectives, either in step three or step four. I want you now to convince your brain that this is as legit as the initial interpretation you had. This is the fastest way to convince your brain that you are never going to know fully truly and honestly what was really going on and therefore honestly it doesn't matter (laughs) because that's what is true here like the only thing that's true is you don't have any control over this situation and it doesn't matter what matters is what you do now moving forwards and to do that you have to let go of these emotions which brings me to step six finally remind yourself now that you know there is no way to interpret this situation that it means you fully understand. And so the only thing that matters is what you do moving forwards. The only thing or person or action you have true control over is you, your thoughts, beliefs, and actions. So choose a perspective, choose to realize it doesn't matter, and then choose how you're going to respond. Now, that final choice is super hard, right? I've given you steps one through five to help you get to step six. And choose what to do, (laughs) but ultimately, that's what you're trying to get to. You are trying to get to the point where you're like, okay, this is my situation. I'm going to let go of the anger. I'm going to get go of the noise. I'm going to get let go of the emotions, and I'm going to move forward purposefully. Because this perspective taking applies in everything we do, every level, and to everything. When a job interview goes bad, when your boss turns you down for promotion. Heck, when your business gets wound up, there are always multiple perspectives and it all hurts and it all sucks. Don't get me wrong. These things suck a lot of the time. But perspective allows you to move forward faster and keep momentum. And those two things are the ones that really matter. But sometimes we stall because we don't have perspective. So, there you have it. My three ways to moving forward purposefully with ease, with confidence, and really generating the results you want by the end of 2021. Number one, keep momentum. Number two, move forwards faster. And number three, get and keep perspective. But as always, let's finish up with a leading mindset moment because it wouldn't be a leading woman in tech podcast episode without that one, right? <laughs> in case you're new around here and you're wondering what on earth I'm talking about, I, at the end of every episode, give you a Legit Mindset moment that is an actual tip to help adjust how you act or think to make it easier to up level on the topic of today's podcast. Now, I kind of skipped over here the very real, genuine feelings we all get when something bad has happened to us. I just told you that you need to get some perspective. And, well, gosh, you know that that is hard. I know that it's hard. I know that you know that it's hard. And I also know that it often feels easier in the moment to stay angry, to stay upset, to stay hurt. And I get it. We've all had our fair share of such times and sometimes it just feels easier to stay that way. So I want to really dig into this to wrap up today's episode. If you're struggling with that pain, if you're struggling with perspective taking, despite going through those six steps I described, um, here's another tip for you. Acknowledge you are feeling this way and say it out loud. Then write it down. Sometimes, in fact, far too often, when we have a negative emotion that's aligned with pain, fear, shame, of suffering in any form, we push that away because it's uncomfortable, right? And in fact, the very real danger in me telling you to shift your perspective, I'm aware there's some danger in what I've just told you earlier on in this episode, is that you're just going to push these feelings away. And sometimes when we do that, instead of them going away, they actually grow and they fester and they hurt more. So if you've done the exercise of trying to get perspective and it's not working, I want instead for you to pause and face how you're feeling head on. Acknowledge it. Allow yourself to hurt. Don't make that bad or wrong. I'd always say embrace it. That feels, feels bad. I don't want you to embrace pain and hurt. But I think if we don't allow ourselves to feel what we're feeling we aren't going to deal with it. We aren't going to move forwards. So I learned this one with shame. I learned that we shame. We all have shameful experiences. We have things where we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I let somebody down. I did this. I did that. And we want to just push it away. We want to push, push, push. I don't want to face it. I'm ashamed. It hurts. Shame is such a n- negative emotion. It's one of the most damaging. It really knocks our confidence. And if I've learned that if you push it into the corner, it just gets worse. It doesn't go anywhere. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it just absorbs who we are. If we actually allow ourselves to sit with it, if we allow ourselves to experience, I, I like to journal it out. It's my fastest way of dealing with negative emotions. You process it, you move forward quicker, you deal with the hurt, you deal with the pain. And it's so powerful because one of the reasons if you're struggling to take perspective is that you are in pain. And you can't force yourself to have a different perspective. Your brain is screaming at you that I'm hurting. I'm in some way feeling emotional around this situation. You're a human being. Of course you have emotions and of course you have negative emotions, but you have to allow yourself to process them. So allow yourself to sit with the emotion for a day if necessary. That's okay too, right? (laughs) That's exactly why my client brought this situation to me. She just wasn't able to process it and let it go. When we do that, when we allow ourselves to experience it, all too often, we move through it a lot faster. In fact, every single time I've actually done this, I move forward a lot faster than I would have otherwise. And you suddenly find yourself at the top of the mountain with that beautiful view and see the blue sky as a much bigger part of our lives than that busy, noisy street you were in where you were thinking that was your entire universe. It's that simple. Oh, I love to say it's that simple, (laughs) I also know how hard this is. So my heart goes out to you if you're struggling with one of these right now. In fact, if you've listened to this episode and you're thinking, this is amazing. I need this next time. Here's my advice. Bookmark this episode. Bookmark the end of this episode for the next time you're feeling this way. See you next time you need a pep talk. Um, that is it for today's episode. If you want all the details of all the things I've talked about, then head over to tonycollis.com forward slash episode 60, or go to the links in your favorite podcast player. And if you've loved this episode, it would make my day possibly even my week. If you left me a rating and review over on iTunes or Apple podcasts, I would just love it. Until next time, remember, stay on your tech leisure game, follow your dreams because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out how to get more of my help and some free resources. It's where I take what I talk about in this podcast and really help you apply it. Hop on over to tonycollis.com and check out Work With Tony and free resources in the menu bar. Until next time, this was Tony Collis on the Leading Woman in Tech podcast.